This episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them, Locked On sent you. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome to the Lewis Crossover edition of Locked On Panthers and the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. For the Locked On Bruins listeners, let me introduce myself. My name is Armando Velez from pantherparkway.com and the host of Locked On Panthers. And I'm very honored to be welcoming Ian McLaren of Locked On Boston Bruins. Ian, how are you, buddy? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, as of this recording, we're 10 days away from the Florida Panthers opening. Uh, on October 14th against the Pittsburgh Penguins. How about you? Yeah, we're uh, two ra- or two uh, preseason games left for the Bruins, and they start pretty late, actually. They don't start till the 16th. So I uh, got to wait a couple extra days before the Bruins play the, uh, the Dallas Stars to open the season. So it's a, a bit of a weird uh, way to open the season with a Western Conference opponent, but I think that happened actually a couple of years ago as well. They seem to always play the stars on opening night recently. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it for sure. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And let's talk about those uh, Boston Bruins. Uh, there's a, there's a little bit of a transition in the off season. David Krejci goes uh, overseas to the uh, Czech Republic. You're able to sign, resign uh, Taylor Hall, bring in Nick Foligno, Eric Halla, Linus uh, Olmark, uh, Talk about the acquisitions for uh, for Boston. What what do you think they're going to bring to the table for the Bruins? Yeah, I've said it a lot over the offseason that uh, there was a lot more roster turnover than I expected. Bringing in, they signed, uh, well, four new guys on the first day of free agency and re-signed uh, Mike Riley. So, yeah, it was really, I think, designed to kind of uh, – bolster the bottom six that has been uh, a bit of a weakness for the Bruins over the last couple of years just not that secondary scoring I think uh, Nick Foligno specifically is going to bring in a lot of leadership he was kind of um, recruited I guess by Patrice Bergeron personally and I think uh, he will really help uh, Jake DeBrusque on the third line DeBrusque really struggled last season and and he, uh, yeah, was kind of on the trade market over the summer, although his value was, was pretty low. So I think Polino is going to be really important for him just to kind of be a, a mentor and, and to kind of settle him down and, and help him develop better habits, per se, for this season. And then guys like Howla, Thomas Nozick, yeah, just some real good depth centers that they can rely on responsible guys in their own end that can chip in offensively. Uh, I guess one of the big questions is Linus Allmark. Uh, he had a bit of a rough outing the other night, uh, gave the puck away to Alex Lafreniere for the winner in overtime. And uh, it's just going to take him a bit of time to settle in to the new team, to the new city. Uh, but I think he'll be all right considering the numbers that he put up uh, with the Sabres. They were pretty good his personal numbers, not the, not Buffalo, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, yeah, between him and, and the young guy, Jeremy Swayman and net 
uh, they should be they should be all right. So yeah, I, I'm pretty optimistic about the Bruins uh, in the regular season at least. Still not sure with uh, how tough the Atlantic Division is that both our teams play in. What uh, those top four teams are going to be pretty going to be pretty good, and, and it'll be tough to get out of the that division for sure come playoff time. But we'll see how it all plays out. Yeah, and I like uh, Nick Foligno's story on like why he chose the Boston Bruins based on uh, his daughter. Um, I, I'm not sure; I don't know the exact details of like he had, she had like an operation over there in Boston, and then the city like really embraced uh, the family. And I think that that's a really cool story uh, for um, Nick Foligno. That's for sure. Yeah, and, yeah, I really like that too. Mm-hmm. One one player I really like also from the Boston Bruins is uh, Charlie McAvoy. You drafted him in the first round a, a few years ago. Uh, still very young at age twenty three. Uh, what what are what do you think his chances are to uh, win the Norris Trophy this year? Uh, I don't know about winning it, but I certainly think he'll. I think he could be a finalist for sure. I thought he should have been a finalist this past season. Um, I mean, I think he has as good a chance as anybody. One of the things that maybe held him back last year was a lack of, uh, not a lack of, but he hasn't really like broken out offensively. Uh, but to begin the preseason, uh, he's on the first power play unit with Bergeron, with Pasternak, with Marchand, and Taylor Hall. So uh, if he can stick on that top unit and pile up some points on the power play, and keep his strong defensive game going, I think he um, could be, yeah, he could very well win it this year. He should be a finalist, I think. He should have been last year. And that will make things pretty interesting, considering he is due for a new contract next summer. And, you know, look at uh, what Steph Jones was paid this summer, what Zach Wierenski was paid. Those are guys that I think are not as good as Charlie McAvoy and they're making north of $9 million. So it will be uh, difficult to kind of keep McAvoy's next deal under 10 million, I think, but the Bruins always seem to have a knack for, for getting guys to sign uh, at a bit lower rate. Um, So yeah, I think he's well positioned to challenge for the Norris trophy. Uh, First time a Bruin would have won it since Zdeno Chara. And uh, yeah, he's, I mean, He's become everything that the Bruins could have hoped for uh, out of that pick, for sure. Yeah, and looking at the Boston Bruins situation based on cap friendly, compared to other teams, they they don't have that many expiring contracts going into uh, next summer. But what there is a big expiring contract with yeah. uh, with uh, Patrice Bergeron uh, next next summer. Uh, do you think he continues after this season? Because he's he is thirty six years old. He's won multiple Selkie trophies, a finalist last year, just falling yeah. short behind Alexander Barkov. What do you think his long term future is for the Boston Bruins? I mean, yeah, I don't think there's uh, too many years left in the tank. I would expect that he. I don't think this will be it necessarily, unless if the Bruins win the Stanley Cup this year, maybe he retires and goes out on top uh but with um like i said he was really instrumental in bringing nick Polino in uh taylor hall resigned for for four years i could see him maybe signing uh on a one or two year basis and kind of taking it year by year 
uh, and seeing how he feels. Uh, but I would be surprised if if this was it for, for Patrice Bergeron this season either way. There's still, I think, a couple years left in their uh, their window. And with Marcia and Pasternak on his wings, um, you know, it's uh, still going to be pretty easy for him to to produce if he's healthy. That's always a thing too. He's had some groin issues over the last few years, but if he's healthy, feels good. Yeah. I think it's probably a situation where he'll take it year by year uh, once his, his contract expires. And that could be, you know, a good thing for the Bruins too, because maybe they'll be able to sign him at less than what he's making now. And uh, it will allow them to resign McAvoy and maybe add some more pieces if, if need be. Yeah, and the Boston Bruins are one of those teams who have been relevant for many years. They're usually up against the cap when it comes to uh, their their spending power. That's for sure. So that you're going to have to do some convincing for Bergeron to uh, uh, take a lot less. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. But before we transition to uh, the Panthers part of the next segment, um, where do you think that the Boston Bruins will end up in the division? Yeah, man, it's so tough. Like, yeah, we're going to we'll chat about the Panthers here in a second. And I think, you know, between Boston, Florida, Tampa Bay, Toronto, I think those four teams are easily, um, you know, top 10 in the league, maybe even higher than that. And it's going to be really tough. Like the the separation between those four teams in the regular season is going to be pretty minimal. So yeah, it all depends on who's healthy, who adds well at the trade deadline. I think that the Bruins will be active at the trade deadline, depending on whether or not Charlie Coyle fits in on the second line center role. I still think Tampa Bay is the top team in, in that division. Um, so, yeah, it could be, I could very well see a situation where it's uh, Boston, Florida in the first round, kind of mm-hmm. as the the number two and number three teams and, you know, kind of a point flip as to which team gets the, uh, the home ice advantage in that one. It could come down really to, you know, one or two points that separate, separate those two spots. So yeah, I could see them anywhere from like second to fourth really. And it's, it's just so hard to say, but with, with those good teams in the, in the, uh, in the Atlantic. Great, great stuff there, Ian. And in the next segment, we're going. Ian is going to be the one asking me questions based on everything of the Florida Panthers. So keep it right here on Locked On Panthers and Locked On Bruins. Does this sound familiar? You got one device that lets you catch all the games live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream. It brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible devices required. Content varies by package. 
Hey Cats fans, there's an incredible app everyone uses to buy gas that everyone needs to know about. It's called GetUpside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code HOCKEY or NHL and get a bonus of 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code HOCKEY to get up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to three hundred dollars a month in cash back and there's no cash. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code HOCKEY to get up to 50 cent gallon cash back for your first tank. That's code HOCKEY at GetUpside. All right, it is uh, my turn to ask some questions here. And uh, the Florida Panthers are a very intriguing team in my mind. Uh, They had an amazing season last year uh, in kind of weird divisions. Uh, They added a bunch of good players. And um, I always do like to point out that, you know, as good as they are, as good as Toronto is, Toronto and Florida are kind of the only two teams that haven't won a playoff round in the in the shootout era, and both you know could be set to make long runs this season. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to know first of all, kind of how do you think? Um, you know, we saw uh, Sam Bennett fit in pretty well last season with the Panthers. They added another Sam in uh, Sam Reinhardt. Um, how do you think uh, he's going to fit in with the Panthers? Where is he projecting to play at, at this point on the second line? Is he a first line guy with uh, with Barkov and Huberto? Where where do those two guys fit in? I, I'm really intrigued by those two for sure. Well, for Sam Reinhardt, right right now he's uh, projected to be on the first line on the right wing. So the first line is um, right now is projected to be Carver Hagee on the left, Barkov in the playing center, and Sam Reinhardt on the right, while the second line is Sam Bennett, Jonathan Huberto on the left wing, and Owen Tippett, their mm. 2017 10th overall pick on the right wing for the Florida Panthers. So it, it's a it's a top six that is very intriguing, very yeah. one that is uh, very exciting if they can if they can get it together. They got it together for the most part last year, especially when Sam Bennett got traded to the Florida Panthers. His shooting percentage skyrocketed. Uh, because yeah. he was mostly a bottom six player when he was in Calgary, and then you put him around, surround him around better talent, and then he he just went off. And that they called it the nine one one line between Sam Bennett and uh, Jonathan Huberdeau, yeah. and they <laughs> added some Anthony Duclair there in the mix there, and then yeah. Colin Tippett there, and Anthony Duclair resigns. Uh, and the the Florida Panthers they they got uh, rid of some of the contracts that were that were not adding to their success. They were playing um, well in spite of certain players. One of them, mm-hmm. a big one is Keith Yandel. Uh, right. Keith Yandel, the only reason why he was playing last year a lot and not scratch was because he has an Ironman streak. Right. And right, they, right. they, uh, the many, many Panther fans were just, 
wondering if it weren't for that streak, he would have been scratched multiple times last season. And the, the Florida Panthers are coming in with a new quarterback on the power play and what looks to be Mackenzie Weger in that one. And the power play, it's looking like it's going to be Weger, Ekblad, Huberto, and Reinhardt for now. It could change, but it, it's looking like it's going to be that for now. And it's an exciting, mm-hmm. uh, it's an exciting unit that they have here. Sam Reinhardt's play last year, many people, many people forget that his play really improved last year once Jack Eichel went down right, and right, it, right. it exploded. So uh, Sam Reinhardt's numbers might not be what it will be in Buffalo, like as far as like goal production, but as but it won't be the story on how great. Sam Reinhardt fits on this right. team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of uh, contracts that uh, aren't great, uh, I've long <laughs> said that uh, I've mentioned on the podcast a bunch of times when I do kind of my power rankings that, you know, Florida, if they even got just like average goaltending from Sergei Bobrovsky would be uh, would be a, like a, a real force. Uh, he was kind of bumped in the playoffs by Spencer Knight. And I still don't get, yeah, that decision to kind of like draft Spencer Knight and then sign Bobrovsky to that long-term deal is uh, is it kind of like a 1A, 1B situation in net? Or do you think that Knight is going to emerge as the starter this season? Or uh, is there still, you know, can they still rely on Bobrovsky to, to carry a heavy load? How, how's that going to shake out, do you think? The plan is right now is uh, 60-40 in favor okay. of Bobrovsky starting because you got to give the $10 million man yeah. a, a chance. You have to. Yeah. And yeah. The, the sample size for Spencer Knight is very small. So the 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 little that we've seen with Spencer Knight in his regular season going 4-0-0 and with a 2.32 goals against average in those uh, four regular season games, those two playoff games, his only loss being that elimination game right. against Tampa Bay. So this tells me that the floor for Spencer Knight is very high. So <laughs> I, I think that easily, not easily, but they want to groove him in more. Like So they're going to give uh, Sergey Bobrovsky a majority of the starts, at least to start off. The, thing, the, the weird thing is, is that there's an Olympic break this year. Oh, so right, right, right. Bobrovsky might be going over to Beijing this year to back up Vasilevsky in the in the Olympics for the Russian Olympic Committee. So the the thing is my I was talking and I talked about this with Gil Martin uh who hosts the Monday show of Locked on mm. NHL. He brought me on and I talked about how there's no guarantee that Spencer Knight will be on Team USA for mm. the Olympics. So they 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 say there's a chance, but I'm going to guess no. And because I don't think he'll have enough starts to qualify right. for, for Team USA to bring him on right away. And I think that it'll be something that'll wait for something like 2026. Right, and right, he'll right. be on Team USA. So Spencer Knight will have that opportunity to stay in Sunrise, Florida. Or he, if he wants to go home to Darien, Connecticut, he can. And he'll probably still train while he's there. Yeah. So that might... Um, go from the 60 40 to maybe like 55 45 or even 50 50 and for Bobrovsky if the performance is not even close to what Vesna caliber trophy days were in Columbus 
or like Florida Panther fans at this point, if you get 915 save percentage from Sergey Bobrovsky, that feels like a big win. <laughs> and if you get even close to that, they'll, right. they'll say, okay, fine. Uh, we can deal with the we can deal with this awful contract. The the difficult thing about it is when Spencer Knight does become an RFA in two years, you're gonna have to make a decision on Sergey Bobrovsky's yeah. contract. So Bobrovsky is not going anywhere. That's the just the reality. There's five years left on the contract. Yeah, and the GM no that's trading for that. Yeah, and the general manager for the Florida Panthers, Bill Zito, is not the guy who gave the contract. It was a previous oh, right, town, yeah. so he stuck with them. So. You can't, you can't, you can't get rid of that contract right now. So right now, you just got to deal with what what you've got with Bobrovsky. So you gotta try, um, you gotta trust that the veteran is going to be a mentor. And Spencer Knight has also been a, he's twenty years old, and he's been, uh, he's been like a sponge when it comes to learning under Bobrovsky, and he's really embraced it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. It's not really. Uh, it's kind of similar to the Bruins situation with bringing in Linus Allmark, signing him for like half of what Bobrovsky's making, half the term, but you have this rookie in Jeremy Swayman who's very good too. So it's kind of similar situations, but obviously Bobrovsky's cap hit is is pretty ridiculous. Um, we really saw last year kind of uh, not that he wasn't good before, but like how important Aaron Ekblad is to the to the Florida Panthers. He got injured. And that obviously was um, kind of one of the reasons why perhaps they weren't able to to topple the uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning in the playoffs. But with him back and and healthy, um, do you see kind of uh, the Panthers being able to take a next step this year? Where where do you see them finishing in the uh, in the standings, and where do you see? kind of their uh their ceiling this year as as far as how far they can go in the playoffs for for Aaron Ekblad being back especially on the power play is definitely something that's was missing when he did get hurt when he was he was tied for power play goals by defensemen uh Mm. last year uh, along with Jeff Petrie of the Montreal Canadiens so they were tied once once he was uh once he went down and even strength wise uh it it promoted Gustav Forsling into the first pairing uh, defense along with Mackenzie Weger. And Mackenzie Weger, he's a seventh-round pick, and he went from seventh-round pick all the way to top-pairing defenseman for the Florida Panthers. And he's a I, – I, like, I talked about this with Gil Martin in the Locked On NHL show that it's just been it's, – it's just been a wonderful story. Mackenzie Weger is a, mm-hmm. a great story in this league. And even strength-wise, the Florida Panthers didn't lose too much of a beat, but – now with Aaron Ekblad back and you shift Gus Forsling over to the second line uh, pairing along with what's looking like to be uh, Brandon Montour for that second defensive pairing. And now you have uh, two good defensive pairing lines. Of course, you're going to mix and match that final one with Radical Gudis and uh, Marcus Nudevara, Kevin Kanat, and possibly Chase Prisky can uh, make this team for mm-hmm. the Florida Panthers. So and and Chase Prisky was a guy that they got from the Vincent Trocheck trade. And mm-hmm. at, at this point, at this point, it looks, it's looking like the Florida Panthers have lost that trade. But if they can salvage something with that Chase Prisky uh, part of it, then you you could you could count it as a little bit of a win. So he's had a good preseason. But as far as division, I think that the Florida Panthers will actually win the division because I think with the Tampa Bay Lightning winning back to back cups. 
they're going to be uh they're I'm not saying that I'm I'm mostly saying that the the Tampa Bay Lightning their real season is the postseason. Right. The Florida Panthers they're desperate to want to win that first playoff series right, in right, right. 96. They're going to do everything they can to get any advantage they can and if that means home ice in round 1, sure. They got home ice in round 1 last year against the Tampa Bay Lightning and of course they lost. But you're going to try to get any advantage you can that over over your cross state rival, the back to back Stanley Cup champions, and I think that the Florida Panthers they got some, they got they got a they got a little bit of a taste in their mouth of what the the playoffs are like, and many people think that uh, the Florida Panthers were the one that gave the Lightning the biggest of challenges, and many people can also argue about yeah. the Island too. So I, I think that the Florida Panthers are really hungry to like try to especially make a statement in the regular season uh, before ho- maybe they end end up uh, facing each other in the playoffs. And if the Florida Panthers do win the division and the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, get somewhere around the 2-3 along with Boston and Toronto, that means that they won't face each other in round one, that the Florida Panthers will be right, right, facing right. one of the wild card teams. And that gives them an opportunity to win their first playoff series since 1996. And I think that the... Florida Panthers are going to be around. I, I think they're they're still they they can they can either be eliminated in round one or win the whole thing. But yeah. If I had to guess, if I had to guess, I think they're a second or third round exit uh, this year, and I think they might be a year or two away from mm. from ho- hoisting the Stanley Cup. Yeah, I mean, it definitely seems like uh, the I could say this exact same thing about Boston, but I think yeah, the Bruins and Panthers kind of slowly going in opposite directions and i think uh yeah the the panthers future or the present is very bright with uh you know alexander barkov kind of leading the way he's yeah like you mentioned earlier selkie trophy winner and uh he uh yeah he is unreal like if i was picking a team to build around he would be very high on the list of, of guys that i would want to build build my team around right now um so yeah it's gonna be crazy season i think uh if we see like tampa and florida and then boston and toronto in the first round that would be that would be pretty pretty nuts and it's like a real uh a real coin toss as to who's gonna come out of the atlantic good teams are gonna be gone after the first round which which really stakes i i really wish that the nhl would go back to like at least the one to eight Eastern Conference uh, format just to kind of get rid of this, uh, but it'll I guess good for good for rivalries at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, well that was all that uh, all the questions I had. Did you have anything else that you wanted to, to ask about the Bruins, or maybe we'll check in again before uh, or after the Bruins and Panthers play in the regular season? They'll be playing a bunch this season for sure. Got no more at this time, but it was great. Uh, it was great chatting with you, Ian. Ian, and uh, for my listeners, uh, tell them where uh, they can find you online and your show. Yeah, people can find me uh, at Ian C McLaren on Twitter. Uh, they can follow uh, Locked On Boston Bruins wherever they get uh, podcasts. And uh, what about you? What where can people find uh, your Panther stuff? They can follow me on Twitter at Mondoman Twelve. Follow the show account at LO underscore FLA Panthers. Follow Locked On Panthers anywhere you listen to podcasts on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, Google Play, all that. And 
yeah so it, they can follow me any anywhere uh there so very good well thanks so much man this was great and we'll definitely uh we'll definitely chat through the regular season i'm sure to uh to do some crossovers thank you again we're back and better than ever all eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back to start another football season as always bet online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season with a new updated site and interface even more odds props and content betonline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100 welcome bonus that's double your initial deposit just for signing up don't forget to use that promo code nfl 100 from football basketball boxing hockey right to your favorite vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook expert. Use the promo code Locked On. With the ever increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer. Choosing only brand his warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. rockauto.com always offers the lowest price possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control models and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are, are reliably low and are the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com Third segment here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast to discuss what happened over the weekend for the Florida Panthers. The Florida Panthers did defeat the Dallas Stars by a final score of 6-3. to three. And mostly, most of the goals came from defensemen in this one with Kevin Connaughton, Marcus Nudevara, and Mackenzie Weger getting on the scoreboard. Alexander Barkov also did, while Jonathan Huberdo and Sam Reinhart with an empty netter at the end to beat the Dallas Stars by a final score of 6-3. to three. This was a game that I did not have an opportunity to get in front of the TV and watch. However. Based on what the beat writers were saying and what the quote that really stood out to me the most from looking at the situation for the Florida Panthers against the Dallas Stars was Mackenzie Weger. He talked about it after the game, saying 
how he was inspired by the youngsters, the young guys, the prospects from the Florida Panthers on how they performed back on Wednesday in Dallas. He's saying, quote, the team that went out to Dallas competed hard. That was so nice to see from all those young kids. That kind of carried over to us. We wanted to do exactly what they did. And the Florida Panthers, just how they're able to just score at will is just incredible. It's going to be really hard to uh, stop this this team from scoring. My really concern, not really concern, but my worry is that when this offense gets shut down, something I spoke about on the national show for Locked on NHL and a little bit with Ian McLaren of Locked on Boston Bruins, is that when the Florida Panthers offense gets shut down, will they be able to defend and will they be able to keep these games low scoring so that they could score that late game-winning goal or a goal really late into the game to carry the Florida Panthers on top or to get the game into overtime and at least get a point out of these games if they're trailing and the game is low scoring and they're able to get one to at least salvage something. But the Florida Panthers, um, one thing that did go on this weekend was Sam Montepo was claimed off of waivers from the Montreal Canadiens. And this is the thing with uh, Sam Montepo and the situation here with uh, the Panthers is that there's a kind of a logjam when it comes to the goalie situation. Spencer Knight and Sergei Borowski are your one and two. And Christopher Gibson seemed to have jumped Sam Montebo. And Carey Price did have surgery this offseason for the Montreal Canadiens. And it looks like that Mark Bergevin and company want to have that spot on the roster for Montebo to get some start. Um, he does have some NHL experience. So while... Carey Price is gone, that you could have a goalie there with some experience on the NHL level. A few players have been sent down to AHL Charlotte, and the Florida Panthers have cut their training camp roster down to 31 players now. They put forwards Cole Schwitt, Logan Hutsko, Grigor Denisenko, Henry Bolby, Alexi Helponiemi, defenseman Max Godon, and they also added forward Karch Bachman, Soren Noel, who had a great prospect tournament and preseason Justin Knockbauer and goalie Evan Fitzpatrick and for and this is the thing not only should you the Florida Panther fan be excited about what the Florida Panthers are bringing to the NHL level but what they're bringing to the AHL level and I haven't had the opportunity to watch too many AHL games for the Florida Panthers but this is a if there's a season to watch the AHL it's really this season, and the Charlotte Checkers are going to have a lot of NHL-caliber players on their roster. There's just a big, really, logjam, really, and the uh, the AHL fillet is going to be loaded with talent there. Anton Lundell and Joe Thornton did return to practice yesterday for the Florida Panthers their first action of training camp. Carter Verhage and Gus Forsen will be out until Saturday, so they won't be playing Tuesday in Orlando nor Thursday. So the Florida Panthers will likely see Anthony Duclair on that top line for the Panthers. Anton Lindell did admit that he has been staying with Alexander Barkov in Boca Raton, so the captain is mentoring the young 20-year-old, now 20-year-old, 
Anton Lindell's birthday was just the other day, and he's mentoring him as he's making his, uh, getting him comfortable to the U.S., and maybe there's some conversation about Anton Lindell saying, hey, Barky, um, you have a contract coming up. What's going on there? And maybe Anton Lindell knows a thing or two about what's going on. Of course, they're teammates, so, and I'm I assuming because they're, he's staying with him, with him in Boca, that he has a little bit of a inside information on what's going on there. But with uh, nine days when this recording com- comes out, uh, Barkov still doesn't have a contract at this point in time. No updates there, but still not concerned about what the Panthers and the situation with Barkov is when it comes to the contract situation. Coach Q did confirm that Sergey Bobrovsky will start against the Tampa Bay Lightning. The Tampa Bay Lightning actually did announce their uh, starter for tomorrow's game against the Panthers in Orlando, which Jacob Winans and I will be in person for that game. Not only will we be in person for that, but we will be doing a podcast after the fact talking about what we saw from the game there in Orlando, some of the prospects that are still around the Florida Panthers right now. And unfortunately, we won't be seeing Anton Lindell in Orlando. That's kind of a bummer. I'm kind of I'm a little bummed about that, not going to lie. And Joe Thornton will also be making his preseason debut on Thursday as well for the Cats. So no Joe Thornton in Orlando against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Coach Q did talk about how he expects Anton Lindell to be part of the penalty kill this season. So this gives me a little bit of optimism that Anton Lindell still has very much of a chance to make the NHL roster for the Cats. And I'm not going to, I'm going to say right now it's like a 50% chance of it happening because he's only going to have two preseason games to show what he's got. And that's not much. That, that really isn't much to just judge and say, hey, this guy is a lock to make the roster and at 20 years old. Um, playing in the NHL for the first time, and he's gonna get some act. Like I said, he's gonna get some action on Thursday. So there's a chance that Anton Lindell does eventually make his way to the Florida Panthers roster sometime this season. Hey, it might be right away uh, against against the Pittsburgh Penguins when they open up on October 14th. So there, there's a chance there. So that that right now is uh something really to look keep an eye out for for the Panthers as they are still a few cuts away from making their official roster um the the Panthers still have uh to decide who's going to be their seventh defenseman on their team is it going to be Kevin Connaughton is it going to be Matt Kirstead is it going to be Chase Prisky so that's another battle that we're going to see for this Florida Panthers team as we are just, again, once again, nine days away from the start of training camp. So lots to look forward to and lots of competition, good competition. Competition brings out the best in everyone. And this is going to be real, really fun for each and every player that. And also, w- before I wrap up this uh, show, Jameson Olive did uh, provide a quote by Joe Thornton on, on it, Joe Thornton rehabbing along with Anton Lindell. And it wasn't really the most exciting quote that Joe Thornton said uh, when it comes to what he said to Anton Lindell. He said really much the basics of 
oh, stay healthy, uh, stay, eat right, get some sleep, and all. That's pretty much the wishy-washy stuff when it comes to what a veteran tells the a youngster, at least what they're going to say to the media. But you can only imagine what behavior to the media on, like, what they actually say. And Joe Thornton taking Anton Lindell under his wing to mentor him a little bit and talk about his experience in the NHL. I, I'm, I'm starting to warm up more to Joe Thornton actually being on this team and providing like what, what he could provide for this team. So I'm, I'm more warm to the idea as time goes on that Joe Thornton could be a valuable asset. And Joe Thornton also said that in yesterday when he had a media availability that he said he'll do whatever the Florida Panthers want him to do. So starting to warm up for the idea of Joe Thornton being on this roster. So thank you for making Lockdown Panthers your first listen of the day. For tomorrow's episode, once again, Jacob Winans and I will be in person in Orlando for the Florida Panthers preseason game against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And after, we will be providing a post-game podcast reviewing the game against the Tampa Bay Lightning. So... If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast so you'll be notified every single time the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Make sure to listen to Lockdown NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark will be covering all the preseason activities around the National Hockey League. And when you're done listening to this episode of Lockdown Panthers, your first listen of the day, now make your second listen of the day, the Lockdown Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Host Scott Cullen leans in on his decades of fantasy hockey insight and experience every day to help you be the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available on all platforms. Follow the Lockdown Fantasy Hockey Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. So I'm Armando Velez. Signing off. And you've been listening to the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Where's your team? Every day. Oh.